What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode here on the eAssist Dental Solutions Dental MBA Podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper. And as you all know, there are so many things in a dental practice that revolve around the clinical skills of the dentist and their team and all things clinical in an effort to be able to help patients. But as dentistry is evolving, everybody is recognizing the super importance of the business aspect of dentistry. So the eAssist team uh, was very excited to put together this podcast and talk about some of those business aspects of a dental practice, but also do it with some of our uh, profession's trusted colleagues that the eAssist team is excited to work with and have them come on and talk about what they do and what they're doing in an effort to make dentistry better. So very, very excited to have with me today, Dave Monahan, who's the CEO and founder of Clear. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great, John. Yeah, thanks uh, to you and to ESS for having me on. Awesome. All right. So we'll we'll start with this thing. You have tons of experience, uh, and I know the audience is going to be really excited to hear all of the work that you've done in regards to membership plans. Uh, it is now it used to be a buzz, as you know, in, in regards to what they are. I'm excited for the sake of the work that you guys do, that it's becoming the norm, which is a good thing uh, for practices and patients. But maybe share with everybody a little bit about your story. Yeah. Uh, so my story is probably a little different than a lot of people. So I actually, my background is tech and I work for actually a defense contractor doing, I was, I'm actually an engineer by trade, but uh, we did surveillance systems and i uh, uh, and guidance systems for fighter aircraft and for drones, but moved on from there to Microsoft, ran a number of their businesses for about seven or eight years, uh, and then started a company where we developed uh, medical devices and diagnostic devices that were worn on the body. Uh, ended up selling that company in uh, 2016, March of 2016. And so my introduction into the dental space actually after that was not, I was actually planning to take some time off, but I ran into somebody who owned six dental practices and I was, my experience up to that point in the dental space was I went to the dentist every six months and, you know, got my cleaning exams, x-rays and, you know, filling here or there. But I just assumed it was a good, you know, market and industry and dentists were, you know, doing well and patients came in and got their work done and things like that. But this person told me, you know, how difficult it was to one, make a profit off of PPOs uh, and other dental plans and how about half of his patients they didn't see on an annual basis. So I was surprised. I was really surprised and uh, a little shocked. So I decided to dig in and I spent about six months uh, trying to better understand the, the dental space and sort of what was going on and where the issues were. Uh, and clear came from that. So it was a market research project I had done with a third party market research firm uh, that became the basis for clear and the basis for me getting into the uh, dental industry. Yeah, as you know, Dave, this innovation comes from something out there, a problem that needs to be solved, uh, combined with a little bit of a timing and a little bit of passion. So uh, I know for those that use Clear that, that have learned about it, they're obviously super excited what you guys have put together. So yeah, let's 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 start there as well and maybe have you share with everybody a little bit about Clear and what you all do to help dental practices. Yeah, so we um, sort of at a basic level, we help dental practices put in their own dental plan. So, and people call them membership plans, but it's really your own dental plan, right? It's just like a PPO or a discount plan that you control. So, we created a platform that makes it really easy for dental practice to design a dental plan and price it. Uh, you know, decide what treatment options are available. Uh, and so a typical plan will look like uh, a typical practice will have one for children, one for adults, one for perio. It'll include your preventative care visits uh, as at no extra cost. It'll be an annual or monthly subscription. 
uh, at the patient pace to your practice directly, no third party in, in the way. And it'll typically include discounts off of additional treatment outside the preventative care. So it, when you think about it structurally wise, it's very similar to a, uh, a insurance plan. And the only difference is you don't have that middleman one mucking up and creating hassles, right, for both sides, patient and the, the practice. Uh, but also, there's no cut for the insurance. Where right now, about insurance plans will take about thirty or forty percent of the premium. Uh, that payment, the subscription payment, goes directly to the dental practice. So we basically put the dental practice in control of the dental plans they offer to their patients. Get rid of all that middleman hassle and costs. And it's also, by the way, exactly what patients want. So patients, the un especially your uninsured patients are looking for something that's really simple and affordable that enables them to commit to care. And they looked at, looked at dental insurance and it's just, people don't buy dental insurance on their own. They only buy it if it's offered to them through their employers. Right. Well, and as you know, Dave, it's one of those situations where when a practice goes down that path uh, and says, okay, I think we're going to uh, look into this. Uh, there's that initial feeling of overwhelm of the, okay, what are the things we're going to have to manage that, you know, separating themselves from what they have known for many of them since they started practicing, which is that dental insurance world. But I think what's exciting about what you all have done is that, well, first of all, you've done tons of research. And I want to get into that because I think when I have the opportunity to speak with a lot of companies, this gap between companies that provide services to dental practices and the dental practice themselves is is closing. And, and I get so excited about that because I think what people are starting to realize is, is that you know, they're using your service and when they go about doing their things and working with patients, Clear is still every single day finding ways to take the data that you've got from the customers that you're serving and feed that back into the service that you offer. So all these things are going on behind the scenes all in an effort to be able to kind of lift the weight off of their shoulders. But I'd love to have you share with everybody, you know, that, that feeling of, okay, I want, I'm interested in a membership plan. And then, you know, it's not as overwhelming as you think. Yeah. And the market research is really important to us. And it's uh, at the end of the day, solutions don't matter unless they're solving a problem. You mentioned that earlier. So and we really have we have th sort of three areas of uh, market research we've done. The first one is why we created clear or yeah, clear as it stands today. And I may talk about that for a second. The other piece is once we have practices on board, so we have thousands of dental practices on our platform, we learn from that and we take that data and we do things with it uh, to improve performance of the practices. And the third piece is actually, we just got done a, a large market research study around employers and we're offering a new type of solution on the Clear platform that uh, can engage employers directly. So the first set of market research we did is we want to understand, you know, the uninsured patient mindset and sort of, you know, what happened, you know, how often do they come in, what type of treatment do they accept, you know, how do they think, and how do we address their needs? And what we learned through that market research was, and it was a third party we hired, did focus groups, one-on-one -on -one interviews, and we also did a national survey of uninsured patients. And what we learned from that is, first, and this, people are usually, you know, uh, push back on this, they don't think this is happening in their practice, but Uninsured patients on average come into a dental practice once every two years. That's the average. And we see that over and over again. Um, on, just to contrast that, insured patients come in about 1.5 times a year. So about three times over two years. So they're uninsured are coming in three times every two years. Insur uninsured, sorry, insured are coming three times every two years. Uninsured are coming in uh, one time uh, every two years. So uh, there's a three times difference in, in visit visitations. Um, and so we wanted to understand why that was. And what we learned was the uninsured patients value oral care. They really see a lot of value in it. They actually value it uh, uh, very strongly. And they want to come in, 
but they don't for a couple of reasons. One is they don't understand how much things are going to cost. And so they assume the worst. They think it's going to be really expensive. Um, and that keeps them away. And that's by far the number one reason it keeps them away. And then very closely related to that is they don't have coverage. So they feel exposed. Uh, and they don't feel good about that one is because they, you know, they think they're going to pay too much. But the other is they just feel bad that they don't have coverage and they feel like they should. And so when they're sitting in your chair getting work done, they're just worried, right, that they are going to pay a lot and they don't know what they're going to pay. So what we learned from all that was create a plan that's simple, right, very straightforward, no caveats or hassles or, you know, the crazy things that, you know, dental insurance plans have in them and make it affordable. So like a simple subscription, which is what consumers are used to. And so we designed the Clear platform to, you know, to put that in place and make it real easy for dental practice to offer exactly what those uninsured patients want. And um, we created like a, a whole, you know, platform both on the dental practice side and on the patient side that makes that really easy to design, implement, manage, and just put it in place and, and be done with it very, very quickly. Um, and what we've seen in our practices, so we'll do an analysis for our practices once they're on the platform is those patients now, once they move from uninsured to membership plan, they're going to come in two to three times more often. So they start acting like an insured patient, mm -hmm. but you're controlling the fee schedule, right? And you're getting paid directly through that subscription. So your production on average across our practices goes up by 2.1x. So just roughly 2x. And that's very consistent. We have practices that are like 1.8. We have some that are over 3x production. And so it's just, and you think about it for a second, you take a step back. Why is that happening? It's because they have coverage. They've committed, right? They're paying the subscription. So they take advantage of that service and they come in more often. If they're coming in more often for the hygiene visits, they're going to accept more treatment because treatment comes from hygiene. So it's a really simple equation, actually, but it's backed up by a lot of the market research we've done. And to your point, we make it really easy for practice to uh, put that in place and offer it to their patients. Um, well, yeah. And it just seems like, Dave, again, like, you know, when you talk to a practice owner, uh, and they understand how dentistry is evolving. They understand that they've got to figure out all these things. The consumer is changing. The consumer is demanding more. Uh, and, and, you know, when you have a conversation with a practice owner, it's like, ah, you know, I mean, I, I could just feel like I'm, I'm just keeping up on all the clinical things that I need to do and make sure my patients are taken care of and so on and so forth. So when you add in... Uh, you know, this type of, of, of uh, patient base to your practice, like you mentioned. I mean, I, I, I think that status is fascinating is the fact is that the uninsured is only coming in, you know, on, av on average every, every two years. And so, you know, if I'm a practice and I want to serve more of the patients in my community, I've got to find a way to do it. So I think this is this what's so exciting about the work that's being done. And what's uh, back to the sort of market research side. So what we've done is with all those practices on our platform, our CTO has a PhD from Penn in machine learning, and he actually created algorithms that look at the pricing of the plans and what's offered in the plans. And he's figured out how to maximize patient interest and practice profitability. And so what we do is we actually run algorithms for the practices who are onboarding into Claire based on the lessons learned from the existing practices. And we come back with the suggested set of designs for your membership plan and pricing for your membership plan. So that whole thing about worrying about how do you design this and price it and all that stuff goes away. We, we have the way of doing that, and it's very, very accurate. Um, and then the, the third area of uh, interest from a market research perspective is what we just did with businesses and employers. So we just spent a lot of time, uh, this was about you know, six or seven months ago, where we ran a market research firm, a market research report, very similar, where we talked to, we had the third party talk to uninsured businesses, and we focused on uh, small businesses, 100 employees and less. Uh, and we want to understand, you know, dental benefits, how they think about them. And what we learned from that was, first, this is 
sort of a surprise uh, to people sometimes is 60% of small businesses don't offer a dental benefit. 60%. So six out of 10 small businesses around your dental practice are not offering a dental benefit to their employees. They want to. So 82% of them want to offer a dental benefit, but they've looked at insurance and they said it's too complicated, it's too expensive, right? There's too much overhead. And there's things like they have to, you know, a minimum uh, payment they have to make, like and they have to have minimum participation. There's all kinds of rules for small businesses under dental insurance. So, um, so the net is we 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 uh, said, hey, what if we could you know create a relationship directly with local dentists that you could participate in, and it's a simple subscription, just like the membership plan you know I just described, and you can determine how much you contribute to your employees and how much you would offset that subscription by. And they love the idea of this what we call direct care model. Um, and they were very willing, by the way, to trade off. Some people will say, well, a, an employer needs a big network of dentists, right? Like the, you know, the PPO network. What the employer said to us was, no, we don't need a big network. We don't have even a benefit now. Right? We're not even offering one. So, and by the way, we have five or 10 employees. They're all fairly local, right? And so they said they were very willing to trade off a, a network of dentists in order to get affordability and to get quality care. Quality care was very important to them. So what we're launching actually in August is you can take the clear platform and create another membership plan type, which is an employer membership plan, just an employee benefit, a, a dental benefit in, uh, on the employer side. And then the employer, you can offer this to employers, employers can sign up, they can decide how much they contribute to the care for their employees, and then they can invite employees to join. Really, really simple, very little management on their side. Uh, and they can. the key part of this is it's simple, affordable, uh, it doesn't have all the caveats of insurance, and the employer can decide how much they contribute uh, to it. But it's a one-on-one relationship between the dental practice and that employer. It's not a network of dentists. It's just we're enabling your, the dental practice to offer this directly to employers. So we're excited to launch that. And we think it has a lot of opportunity given 60% of small businesses don't offer one, and they about 80% of them want to offer it. And this is exactly what they, they're looking for. So every time, Dave, I get the opportunity to uh, spend time with a dental company, I try to put myself in the shoes of a practice owner and listen to a lot of the things that you just said. And it's kind of like, whew, I'm glad somebody else is doing that, right? Because, <laughs> you know, I want to take care of patients. And I think that's what the that's what's exciting. I think, you know, I think for all of you that are watching right now, I mean, certainly I've had the opportunity uh, to know of Dave for a while, speak with him many, many times in this journey that he's been on, this passion that he has. Uh, to really, really help you in your dental practice and do a lot of that work, like you mentioned, Dave, on the business side that let's let's call it like it is, right? Like when a practice wants to take care of patients, how many patients, and I know you even have more information on this and the amount of treatment that the current patients in the practice need to get done that necessarily always can't, you know, can't get done because they can't get patients back in or whatever. There's a whole host of issues, but this alone, you know, helping the patients find a way, creative way to be able to get care done is, is such a nice thing. And, you know, we talk about this post-pandemic world and a lot of the services that companies like Clear provided, it seems like it's accelerated and that maybe some of these things were not offered before the pandemic. But as you know so very well, it just catapulted a lot of the work that you and your team were doing in an effort to bring this to the market. Uh, and so what has that been like? In other words, what has it been like post-pandemic where a lot of the practices, they heard the message uh, and the work that you guys were doing, uh, but now really, you know, after everything that they've gone through, whether as they had to shut their practice down, they're like, wow, we have to find a creative way to either take care of more patients, get more creative. They're, you know, people are changing jobs left and right. There's all kinds of those stats going around. So what has that been like? Yeah, it's a, it's a very good uh, question. So 
we had a huge acceleration of dental practices coming onto the platform during the pandemic. So during the shutdown, and part of that was, I think a lot of dental practices were thinking about doing this, but they didn't have the time, right? They're too busy on the clinical side. So as practices were shut down, they had time and they signed up and our, our number of practices signing up went through the roof. Post pandemic, what we're seeing is it's really important to have your own dental plan. And there's a few reasons for that. So first, first all, first off, there's more uninsured patients out there. So Based on the uh, employment statistics, we went from about 40% of uh, uh, adults in the U.S. not having insurance to about 50%. And that was because of some people losing you know, their jobs or, practice, or uh, companies pulling back on benefits or changing benefits, things like that. So right, as of today, about 50% of U.S. adults do not have the dental benefit. So there's a huge opportunity and uh, you know, COVID uh, accelerated that. Uh, there's also been, as everybody knows, an increase in costs, right, in running your practice. So you have things like PPE, you have ventilation, you know, investments you've had to make. You got infection control, right, uh, and cleaning out each operatory after each patient, things like that. That's not going away. That's increased the cost of running a dental practice, and you're not getting any reimbursement for that, right? So that is the cost has gone up. Your reimbursements haven't changed, and obviously they're going to keep going down as they have in the past. Uh, so you got to start controlling things, right? And controlling pricing and, and getting rid of that middleman makes a big uh, difference in your income. And then the last one is more of an emotional one. So those who are really business oriented, right? And it's just, you, you know, block, blocking and tackling and the importance of doing things on your own and, you know, engaging your uninsured patients and, you know, controlling pricing. The third one though is think about what the insurers did for a dental practice during the shutdown. So you were shut down for, you know, anywhere between three, four or five months, right? How much did the insurers pay you during that time? And the answer is zero, right? They didn't pass on anything. What did they do to employers? They kept collecting the premiums, right? So they collected premiums. They didn't give any back out to the dental practice. So they proved, they showed what they are, right? I mean, they're not there for the dental practice. They're there for themselves. And the cash flow, these, if your practice and you, during the shutdown, you didn't have any income, right? But you were still having to pay your leases, right? And other expenses of your, of your practice. Some people even started, kept paying salaries but the insurers weren't providing you any income. Um, what we were doing in parallel, so that's what they were doing. What we were doing was we were actually continuing to pay subscriptions from the, the patients would still continue to pay their subscriptions. And that was being passed on. We were paying millions of dollars out to dental practices during the shutdown. So the practices were shut down, but just as important, we actually implemented a feature where subscriptions could be paused by a dental practice. So they could say, Hey, we're not open. We're going to extend your subscription by three months because we were closed for three months. And it's up to the practice to decide that. And they could do it blanket across all patients. So they could pick the patients that got caught, right, when they're supposed to have, let's say, that second run of care visit. They right. could just move those subscriptions out. So, and we took the risk of that would impact our revenue model. And you, I, would have, I can't tell you how many thank yous we got on both fronts. One was we continue to pay subscriptions. And number two is that we gave them options that were good for their patients and they had the options to implement those. So and, and we that's the way we think of ourselves. We're the ally. We're together with the dental practice. We're going to figure these things out. And so just that emotional component of what insurers did versus what Clear did during the shutdown really, really separated you know, us from uh, from what a dental insurer is. And, and, the, and the pandemic sort of proved what insurers are about. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this around. You know, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur. I uh, you know I own a small business, and I work a lot with contractors. And here's the deal: to be able to have a conversation with one of my contractors when she's like, you know, like I I I'm, I'm, I need to go to the dentist or what have you, and to have the confidence to say, hey, 
go to your local dental practice or find one in our community and ask them about a membership plan. Like I think her, you know, her original thought was like you said, that, that the old orthodoxy that was like, this is, if I, if I don't have this, I can't get care or whatever her financial, you know, situation is, but just the idea and the confidence to, you know, have them go find a practice that has implemented something like this. And that option is there. It's amazing. It's, it's, that, that is, that's the other emotional piece. I think when you talked about the businesses and the real things that are going on and like it is with a lot of technologies, as you know, Dave, uh, patients are coming in now and it's, they're wanting to work with a practice that has these technologies that with that they're, that they're used to using in their, in, in their everyday world as a consumer. And, and, and so I think that this whole membership piece is, is a big, is a big part of that as well. Um, and, and it's encouraging. And I think, like you said, uh, you guys are doing a lot of that research. And so when we, when we really kind of focus on the business aspect of dentistry, uh, this is a trend that is really exciting that, that companies like clear, um, you know, e-assist does a lot of that as well. Right. When you really think about it, I mean, I've spoke with a lot of practices where it's man, you know, what was it like before when we were having to try to figure out a way to manage this. And now that this is being managed by somebody else and this is their wheelhouse, this is what they do. Um, it's a, it's, 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 it's a great relationship. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, absolutely, we get a lot of comments from patients, you know, who will thank their practice for offering this. Uh, they actually are, our, our practices have some really cool anecdotal things where a patient came in and was just so happy that they had access to a, a membership plan. And this whole idea of like subscription uh, economy and me signing up for things that I'm committed to is just part of consumer culture now. And it's, yeah, so you're just sort of whatever you're offering something that consumers now expect. And that's, that's important. Yeah, there's no question. So I know that uh, Clear is a trusted partner of eAssist Dental Solutions, and uh, eAssist just to let everybody know, you know, is proud to offer you know a lot of discounts on Clear services, you know, to to a lot of the eAssist you know valued clients, at no additional cost. And I think before we wrap here, Dave, any any last thoughts on you know what this journey has been like? But I think more importantly, you know what the future looks like as, as you're gaining momentum. Uh, and I think with what has been built and what you and your team are doing, uh, we're seeing win-win on all sides, right? We're seeing practices win. We're seeing patients win. It's really encouraging. Yeah, so exactly. So I just encourage people, like some people will try to you know, do a membership plan on their own and we, we're not you know against that. We can help them with it and make it scale, right? And be, uh, you know, whatever, perform better and things like that. But just get going on this. This is, it's a, it's just a no brainer. Uh, it's what your patients want. Uh, it will bring them in more often. It'll create more income for your practice, right? It's just a really, really, really simple way to boost production and patient satisfaction all at the same time. Uh, and it's just a proven model that works. So just do it one way or the other, just do it. Just get started. I love it. <laughs> All right. And uh, clear.com, everybody. So that's K-L-E-E-R.com. And hopefully, maybe we'll have another episode on. I know every time I get to speak with Dave, uh, I like to have him share that story of how the name Clear came about. Uh, but uh, for the sake of everybody's time today, I wanted to you know be short and sweet and kind of uh, talk about some business ideas and things like that. And Dave, you did. So thank you so much. I know the eAssist team appreciates you and Clear and all the great work that you guys are doing and wish you uh, continued success. Thanks, John. I really appreciate it. All right. You got it.